0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is a Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey everybody. I don't know if this is a podcast, but it's the three of us and we're talking about the NBA. So w- fuck it. It's a podcast. I was gonna say, weren't
1: we just here doing this like a week ago? Oh, uh, we were <laughs> just here doing this. Literally <laughs> like a just day here ago.
0: yesterday. Yes. Um but but we're doing, doing this exact
1: thing, but with
0: <laughs> trades. Yes and no. We were doing we're doing <laughs> a live mock draft 7.0, no trades this time. We're all going to be the GM of a team. We're gonna follow an order. It's gonna be one minute to make your pick, no trades, so it should be go fairly quickly. Um we'll make the pick. We'll explain it, um, and then we'll just move on. It'll be uh, pretty fun. We'll, we'll move fairly quickly. This will not be a three-hour podcast, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to support us, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. We had Jake on, and we had our boy Zeon yesterday. We just talked to Christian as well uh, for yep. the monthly Patreon in July. It was absolutely fantastic, super fun. Um, so if you do want to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast if you want to help support us. Also, check out podcast.com so you don't miss anything that we post. And also go over to iTunes to rate the Fast Break five stars it helps us out so much. Also, since you're there, just rate the Onside Kick five stars. Mm-hmm. Just rate the time Podcast five stars. And just rate Rick and Johnny five stars because they all great podcasts, but it's going to be a fairly simple uh, video we're doing today. Very simple podcast. Live mock draft, 7.0. Today is June 16th. We are five days away from the NBA draft. No trades. Dave will be the GM of the Suns, Mavs, Cavs, 76ers, Jazz, Pacers, lakers warriors rockets and the thunder thunder don't have a pick but he will still just be them in case i don't know uh ricky is the hawks grizzlies bulls hornets spurs celtics pelicans raptors pistons and nuggets and i am the gm of the kings magic knicks clippers wizards bucks blazers wolves nets and the heat so it should be very fun and first on the clock is Dave Oster with the Phoenix Suns. I'm gonna
2: need the full minute for this one. I'm gonna <laughs> really stretch out my legs on this, to get all good. Because, like, there's a lot of things Phoenix could do. They I could, forgot I gotta use the clock for this they one. Could, they could take a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Like, just the. I who's, mean, on, who's, really on the board. who's on the board? Really, there's two. I mean, there could be three. There, there could be three. Because I've been hearing, you know, some Marvin Bagley jumping up the board at people. Um, Our boy Z, gave Z, Z phone, yeah, yeah so Z, Z's a little concerned about that. Because uh, I think DeAndre is the clear and away uh, number one in most people's eyes. Everybody loves. It seems like it's. It, it is kind of a split. It's like DeAndre has like the chance to be physically something special. Luca already is something special. Age nineteen, he's a proven winner, uh, champion, MVP, all that crazy accomplishment level. But how much higher is his top end than where he's at now? Where can that take him? But I'm, I'm going with the obvious one. I'm taking DeAndre Ayton. I'm the Suns. I want someone that I can pick and roll with. I want someone that can be dynamic, dominating his position, and, you know, just
0: just a force. Well, and if you ever heard the segment, it, it was a fairly easy pick for you. Because, I mean, 90, uh, like, like our boy Z said, 99.9% yeah. chance that most likely DeAndre Ayton's going to be picked by the Suns. And we we bash on his defense, but, you know, Z was high on his switching. Mm-hmm. And, again, we talk about the 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 presence that he is on the inside with the ability to stretch out with Bender, with Josh Jackson, with Devin Booker. Having him on the inside is going to be an, an absolute nightmare. So if you haven't checked out uh, how DeAndre Ayton fits um, with the Phoenix Suns, definitely check that out because Z gave us some great info. Um, being a Phoenix Suns fan, but DeAndre Ayton off the board and the Sacramento Kings are now on the Start clock. the timer? If I'm the Sacramento Kings... Marvin Bagley's been thrown out there. Jaron Jackson's out there. But I look at that power forward situation. You have scale. You have Harry Giles. At the center position, you have Willie Cauley Stein. You have Buddy Heald. You have a good old Bogdanovich. And you also have De'Aaron Fox. There is a hole, though. I was not a fan of Justin Jackson last year at UNC. I wasn't a fan of him as an NBA pro. Started a lot of games for the Kings. Didn't do too much for them. I think you need to get a game changer out there. I think you need to give De'Aaron Fox a little bit of a break um, and and give him the opportunity to work a little bit off ball just because he is so quick and he might be able to cut to the basket a little bit more. And I know Bojan is a pretty good ball handler in his own damn right. But having another guy with leadership, having another guy that's been there, having a guy that's also friends with Bogdanovich, I think Luka Doncic is clear and far away the easiest and for sure pick in this draft. Luka Doncic... For the Kings is the pick. It's a safe pick. It's the right pick. Kings get your centerpiece of your franchise in Luka Doncic.
1: Well, I'm actually glad you made that pick because for me, I think that the Kings are the swing position in this entire first round. Because if you go Luka, you make things easier for the Hawks, for the Grizzlies, even for the Magic or for the Mavericks. Because it's like, all right, do we take the big, the American big, or do we take Luka? Well, with you going with Luca, mm-hmm. you just made the Hawks' decision easy, where, you know what, if Bagley's going to fall to us, I'm going to take Bagley at three. Because Ooh. it becomes a situation of, if Bagley's off the board by the Kings, alright, is it Triple J, is it Luca? or what I'm hearing for the Hawks is Mo Bamba's rising up the board mm-hmm. for them. So is it... Bomb at the five? Is it Triple J at the four? Or is it Luca? Or is it Trey Young? Or is it Trey Young? Um, but with you going with Luca, now it basically becomes the four or the five. Well, I'm going to move John Collins to the five. I'm going to have Bagley play the four. Or I could have John Collins now, play the four and Bagley play the five because the one thing that Bagley keeps yep. talking about in his interviews is that he sees himself as kind of a positionless player to where it's like, okay. yeah, I'll start the four but I'm going to be kind of floating all the way is around the Is that because a
2: knock on him is he doesn't have a position it in the NBA? It could be that, or like. I also see that as kind <laughs> of like,
1: I wonder like for Bagley, and I'm not making a direct comparison, yeah. but I'm going to bring it up. I wonder if the NBA, if he's on the right team, if he'll be a Draymond Green for a team. Where Draymond, hey, I'm going to start you down at the four or the five, but you're going to come out and guard some guards on switches if we need to. I wonder if he's going to do that well, for a team too bad at the that next K can't play
0: defense. I mean, literally mm-hmm. coach K, the guy's been coaching for 40, probably 50 years. I don't know how long yeah. he's been coaching. Literally he's been running the same offense at Duke for mm-hmm. that time. And for same defense at, for that time at Duke, and literally switch it up because Marvin Bagley couldn't play defense. Mm-hmm. They went to a zone because Bagley can't play defense. And one big thing that Lord Pierce is, Pierce is talking about is defense. So I understand the pick. I mean, everyone in our comments is massively high mm-hmm. on Marvin Bagley. Well, and Offensively, that's why... he's, a, he's a freak. He's, he's, he's athletically gifted. Yeah, he, he's in the, the same round as
2: Blake and Aaron Gordon. Like Kid can't play damn defense. He's got a body.
0: So, I, I mean, that's the biggest concern for me is that he can't play defense. Mm-hmm. John Collins really can't play defense. The only guy that can play defense on that team right now is Torrey Prince. So that's my biggest worry: is that if you you, you have a guy talking about defense, um, in, in, in Lloyd Pierce, and you you take the guy in in you know defensively, who is the worst, but offensively, he well, can, he could end up being the most versatile.
1: And you know? that's why for me, mm-hmm. it would go if this is how it plays out, mm-hmm. it would be Bagley's number one on the board. Bomba is the second on the draft board. Triple J is on number three.
0: Interesting. Why why that ranking though?
1: Because for me, it's I look at the Hawks in general. Yeah, you've got Pierce talking about defense, but that team doesn't really have a ton of offense from anybody. Like, they're a team that they have Schroeder and Collins as the only ones we've been talking about. Torian Prince. They Torian have Prince. Torian Prince, too, but we haven't been talking about him as much throughout this draft process. Bagley's got the offense and is clearly the higher-rated player of the three. And then when it comes to Bamba, yeah, he's got defense just like Triple J, but to me i'm more confident in his offensive ability than i am with triple j that's why i would put Bagley's bagley just be easy with the motor too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's
0: all he is. Hey, I'm just I'm just talking it out there. Just throwing it out there, giving reasons. I think people are going to be happy that Bagley's off the, off the board of three because people were uh, upset that I had him at seven mm-hmm. yeah, um, in our, si- our 6.0. Just 0.
1: like people are going to be happy Luca's off the board of two. Matt Shant
0: <laughs> fans should be thanking me. I traded back, got you another pick, and still got a guy mm-hmm. who fit your team at seven. Like, come on. I was I was Yikes. a great GM there. Uh, Ricky up again. <laughs> and just Ricky's up clock. again to Grizzlies, The Grizzlies. Grizzlies
1: yeah. are easy. Triple J. Like, there's no decision. Sure. It's... The thing of, you know what, we already have Marc Gasol. We don't need Bamba. The four is a position that we've been talking about all draft process for the Grizzlies— I'm going to take the best available in Triple J and put him right next to Gasol.
0: Why no MPJ? Because this seems like MPJ territory. If it's I, the only way I see MPJ being
1: taken at four is if a team like the Bulls or the Clippers trade up to get him. I mean, I he fits see, for the Grizz. I don't see he fits for the Grizz, but with the injury questions, you want to draft a guy with injury questions when you have Chandler Parsons and Conley who are both injured on your team consistently. You want to add another one to that?
0: It's fair, but also Memphis is one of the worst run GM teams in, mm-hmm. in the league, so I wouldn't be too shocked. Um, Dave, you're up. Ma- Speaking Mavericks,
2: of Michael Porter Jr.
0: Oh, why wouldn't you go, Michael Porter Jr. Here if you're the Mavericks?
2: What? You have ID over Mo Bamba. Yeah, get, get off, get off Mo Bamba's dick. No, no, no. I know you're. I know you've been riding it <laughs> for months, man. But for
1: like the entire draft process, like if he falls to yep. the Mavericks, Mo Bamba. That was Sean's answer. No, I know. I'm just. Saying, I agree like, with him at is... times,
2: <laughs> but at this point in time, I'm saying you're the Mavericks your dynamic you have Dennis Smith Jr who mm-hmm. has elite athleticism who has grown as a playmaker in his time there who just absolutely can hoop you pair that up with someone like Michael Porter Jr who has amazing scoring potential he doesn't necessarily need to deliver year one for you because he's got that transition time to work with Dirk to learn how to use his body to his advantage because you gotta remember he's got who's 6'11 who's mm-hmm. put on weight because he hasn't been able to work out because of his back he's trying to get back into great shape again he's had you know some concerns with hip spasms now before his mm-hmm. second pro day like there's so much surrounding it. What better environment would you want to be in than learning from one of the best shooting bigs in the NBA history under Dirk Nowitzki? Like, I think that this is a fit that has a ton of upside, has very little concerns for the team, because this isn't a team ready to compete yet. This is a team very much still putting together their core.
0: The biggest thing with him, though, is is again I talked about you know when he came back he still wanted to be uh, the guy and that was impressive to me especially if you're going to be drafted this high mm-hmm. you need to have that mentality um, and I think that's something that's typically overlooked and, and and again you know these guys you know Marvin Bagley um, he was playing on a team with five starters that are going in this draft so it's tough to comp- you know consistently demand that and also when Duke was winning they were winning big they weren't really you know in crunch time too often mm-hmm. um, you look at Jaron Jackson Jr. Miles Bridges was that leader on that team he really didn't get that opportunity to really. Demand Man the ball, DeAndre Ayton was was the guy they went to consistently, uh, you know, at the end of the games. But you know, if they weren't shooting threes, he was he wasn't really a part of the offense. Michael Porter Jr. was consistently showing that he could be a part of the offense, and at least out of the top five, um, it's him and Dajjat who have shown the ability, um, who, so far, have gone the ability to really at least you know want the ball like that. But the one thing that worries about Porter Jr. is his back, and then also his shot because his shot wasn't falling because of his back. So if his back isn't 100 percent healthy. His his athleticism's gone, his shots gone, and he he's he's a worse prospect. for them. Medically cleared, so he's medically cleared. But again, anyone can be medically cleared, and mm-hmm. then you know, let's look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you know, journey. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. Do
2: they regret you know drafting Ben
0: Simmons? No, but I'm saying I'm saying anything his can health? happen. I mean, I let's look at I let's let's look know. at Markel, then. Markell... I mean, they I'm drafted hell's number one. Okay, I'm not saying they made a mistake, <laughs> dude, but I'm just <laughs> saying that these guys got injured. So yes. and, and this is a guy with injury problems. That's Absolutely. the only thing I'm throwing out there.
2: Absolutely. But um, I'm all about that potential. He oozes potential. He oozes upside. It's weird being on the other side of this well, argument with you, Sean. You're the one who's telling me he should be number well, two I'm overall. I'm playing devil's advocate. I am playing devil's advocate. And that's yeah. why, it. and that's devils why devils it's
1: advocate. weird, because like, I'm looking back at our old yeah. drafts. Since the lotto was kind of in place yep. with our 5.0, it was... I'm just looking at your mock draft. Absolutely. but 5.0. Then our 6.0 bomb at 5. The only time you didn't have them take either Aiton, because for our live lotto we had the Mavs at 1, was when you had Bagley fall all the way to them at, like, 3 when they were that high during the season. So for Mm -hmm. me... The question for the Mavs is if they go Michael Porter Jr., yep. do they do a Ben Simmons where it's like, we're sitting you know, the whole year and we're red-shirting I shirt think you play, you, it, you play no. it by
2: ear. you you got to know where he's at, and you got to make sure that he's in game shape. You don't want to rush him back too early. Because they're not a the team concern. that's going to compete s- for the playoffs, I but him f- on the team. But you don't get better, necessarily, by spaying that year off. He's a guy who needs to get himself mm-hmm. into physical shape mm-hmm. and game shape, and you only do that by playing games. Well, mm-hmm. and I said that
0: before. I think I think I, this is when the Grizzlies drafted my last one, um, is that this, they, he might be on a, a minutes cap, but I don't think they're going to bench him. Yeah, and they might give him breaks. They might be like, "All right, you're taking you know one week, one game, a, a week off." Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think he's going to you know be be t- given a whole season off like Ben Simmons was because yeah. he's technically still not re- he's like rehabbing the injury, but it isn't like again it, it isn't an injury that time happened wise, he's, he's been good, rehabbing yeah. this since September mm-hmm. I think or whenever the season started after that Iowa State game. So I, I don't think it's going to be a Ben Simmons situation or a Markel Fultz situation at all. Now the Magic are on the clock at the six pick. And I have no idea what to do because I have <laughs> two options. Yep, I have Trey Young, and I've consistently mm-hmm. talked about him having massive superstar potential. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the best pro. I still feel Colin Sexton will be the best pro point guard. But I still have Mo Bamba, yeah. so we're talking about guys with massive potential. And I love Mo Bamba, one of the largest wingspans ever recorded in NBA history, and it might even still grow with how young this kid is. Um, you know, the defensive potential is already there, and the offense is coming along. You know, maybe I think he's, he's hitting 168 threes mm-hmm. out of 100 um, in practices now. <laughs> um, but I th- it was a good tweet I saw from I think Bulls scripted. Uh, nice. But uh, it's something where I don't know whether to go Mo Bamba because I like him better as a prospect. They don't need Bo Bamba at all. They got more centers. They well, got Vucevic, which here, means they have Draymond Green. Here's a uh, question I
1: want to ask you before you make your pick. Is I know we're not doing trades in here, but if this is the real draft, if it ends up like we just had it and Bamba and Younger on the board, is there a good possibility that the Magic go, you know what? If we can get something for this, if someone wants to move up for a bomba, wants to move up for a Young, do you pull that trigger?
0: I think they'd be stupid to move past the Bulls. So if mm-hmm. the Bulls want to come up, and if, they to a give me a, if they want to give me a pick, then I would probably do that. Mm. But I don't think they would even do it because here's, here's why mm-hmm. they're picking the guy they're going to end up. Let's look at their team. Vucevic is most likely going to stay on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly enough, Magic fans, you cannot get Draymond Green straight up for Vucevic because he's <laughs> hot trash. Um, he, has, he has a lot of money coming towards him. Aaron Gordon might be on this team. There's still talks, though, he might not be. Mm-hmm. The only consistent player that they have said it's going to be on the team, the guy that's not even in trade rumors, is Jonathan Isaac. And Jonathan Isaac is a guy that is, is really can float from the three to the five. We don't know where he's going to end up, but he's a guy with a size, he's a guy with great defensive potential. And if that's what Mobamba is, I need offense, I need scoring. I'm going with Trey Young. Yeah. Because this is a guy that with Aaron Gordon, with Nikola Vucevic, with Evan Fournier, he's going to find shooters, he's going to have the ability to really find players that are going to be open, and he's going to have space to work with. And that's what Trey Young needs to do. This is a guy with massive usage in college. We've never seen this usage before. And yes, I get that, he, that he's small, 6'2". He doesn't even have that long of a wingspan, but... The thing that he does have is basketball, skill, he knows how to play the game, he's fairly athletic for his size, and yes, he might not be the best driver, but this kid can shoot, and I don't want to miss out on possibly the next Steph Curry. I'm not saying he is, but in, and some people are like, oh, he wasn't as good as a shooter as Steph Curry was in college. Okay, Trey Young's a freshman. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry was a junior, and this is a thing where he has some pretty damn good numbers. Yes, he struggled in the second half. He was also struggled in the second half. Markinton and Markinton was fantastic in his rookie year for the for the Chicago Bulls. Trey Young obviously is not a six eleven you know finished player or seven foot uh, Mm -hmm. finished player, but I think Trey Young can can play basketball. I think this kid can ball, and I think that the Magic might be the best fit for him. um, You know, from 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 six down, Um, so Trey Young is the the pick for the Magic. Hopefully, their next superstar.
1: I hate you. I hate you so much.
0: Why you got your guy? No,
1: here's the thing though. So. The the reason why I hate you is I was hoping that you would take Mo Bamba, that you would make my decision easier. You've now made my decision worse. I don't I, understand how there's a decision. This
0: is a guy that you've literally been riding for years. Yeah. Like, but like, since what you've been talking about it, I think for the past two months. That it Mo is. Bamba's is so
1: good. But here's the thing.
0: You now the, the Bulls too.
1: Now the bulls at seven have a decision to make in my mind. What do we value more? The three Or the five. Because to me, I know that everyone's like, oh, we promised Chandler Hutchinson a spot at 22 Mm. or 21. But let's be honest. There's not even a for sure that he's going to be there. So for me, it comes down to the decision. Do you take Mo Bamba, who, yes, I really like. I think he's going to be a great player, one of the greats at center, five years, three years down the line. Or do you take Mikael Bridges, who analytically – They love him. Defensively, offensively, he's all there. He also fits a need for us. So for me, the Bulls would then be, we're going to take the incomplete time to just argue with each other about, do we take Bamba? Do we take Mikael. In the end, I am probably going to regret this, but I am going to go with Mo Bamba, but I really want to go with Mikhail Bridges. I really do. And part of me as a Bulls fan is hoping that both Porter Jr. and Bomber are off the board by seven so that we can get McHale and I can be like, okay, cool, we still got a guy that I like and not have to make this hard decision in my
0: head. They have trailings on the board, why are the Bulls passing? Because I feel like we don't need... <sighs> I understand I, people. Uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not I this isn't like, me bashing yeah. Chris, Chris Dunn. I think Chris Dunn had a really like nice Tra-
1: season. If we drafted Trey Young at seven, I would not hate it. I would probably be one of the first people in the line to get a Trey Young Bulls jersey because I've liked Trey Young mm-hmm. through the entire college season. I just think the five or the three is a bigger need for us, and Mikhail or Mo Bamba will end up being better pros than Trey Young will be.
2: Right. Yeah, that's strong words. That's You're strong on words. the board, Cavs. Cavs are stuck in between the same... It, it's been the decision I flopped on like six times. Well, it's also um,
1: will or will he won't. Like, what do you do with the whole LeBron I mean, situation? I don't, that,
2: I don't think it really impacts if I'm taking the pick. If I'm trading the pick, yeah, mm-hmm. it impacts it. But if I'm taking the pick, you're between a couple guys. Uh, Mikhail, obviously, great wing, great uh, defensive player, good shooter. Uh, you you could go Colin Sexton, who has all the makings of a young athletic point guard, shooting could be better but you know there's a lot to like about his aggression his his um basketball willingness to just carry team on his back and then you could go with one of the best well-rounded bigs in this draft who we haven't really given much love to Wendell Carter mm-hmm. Jr mm-hmm. but he kind of does it all and that's that's where i want to lean but Tristan Thompson's freaking contract is <laughs> just it's just you're stuck with it mm-hmm. you, you, you got nothing to do with it. And guess what? George Hill on the other end got nothing you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Twenty mil. So you're stuck with two shitty contracts, and I'm stuck looking at. Well, if he does leave, what what are we going to do? And I want to. I want to take a better player, but I think I'm going to go with Collin Sexton.
1: I'm glad you made that. I'm glad I, you I made want, that pick.
2: I, I want to go Collin Sexton because I need a new point guard to lead this new team to its new generation. Because I think that as shitty as those contracts are, George Hill. On his final year, will be worth something to someone. Like even for just cap, just Mm -hmm. to mess with your own cap space. He's still a good shooter. He's an okay defender. He's not twenty million dollars, but you know whatever. Tristan Thompson, no one's going to pay you for that. Mm-hmm. There is no getting out from under that. Well, so. Unless
0: you attach him to this pick. But again, yeah. we're not trading this. Correct,
1: correct. Well, and the thing I also like about it, if LeBron does stay, mm-hmm. it's now a player that, if it's true and everything that LeBron wants to play more off ball, you can do that because you have Colin and you can who can handle score the, ball. the goddamn yeah. ball
2: into the bucket ball in bucket that's how you <laughs> win games and they couldn't do that LeBron, during the playoffs LeBron
1: can't be the only player scoring that's the if point. he stays and
2: we watched Colin Sexton play against incredible odds mm-hmm. and show throughout the season that Five he has three, that mentality one on
1: three let's he, be honest
2: he has that mentality to go at drive it willpower that uh, shot to go in so like that's that's the kind of thing if, if I'm LeBron and I'm staying I love the pick mm-hmm. if I'm LeBron and I'm leaving you know what I respect the pick still I don't care though because I'm not on the team anymore
0: yeah And now the Knicks are on the board at nine. The best pick for them is, I think, still Trey Young. Because I, I I, I thought about this back. This is a shit
1: situation if both Sexton and Young go before them at nine. Why? Because I would take either of them. I point guards the position I would go with, and I would take either of them. All
0: three is more of a need. uh, Five is more of a need for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, those those are bigger needs than the one. The only reason why I like Trey Young there is just because I think if you have him and Frank. Those two guards is it's exactly a yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Frank might turn out to be a decent shooter and a fairly good passer. And I don't think they're going to give up on him. But he's elite. He's an elite defender already, mm-hmm. and he's yep. 19 years old.
1: And he can mask um, Trey Young's deficiencies. Yes,
0: and but the thing with Trey Young is is is, is I think you thrive in New York. I, I think having Chris stops there, having um, you know Frank there, I think they find role players fairly decently. Um, I think that would be absolutely a, a goldmine for the Knicks. But he's off the board. I took him. I took him with uh, whatever team I did, uh, the Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look now as this isn't a pick for this year. It's a pick for next year. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke to play that center position to pair with Kristaps. It's going to be Kristaps and Wendell Carter down low. Kristaps, we know him as the Unicorn. This kid's uh, a, a, an all star yeah. when he's healthy. Um, the big thing though is that he's not consistently healthy. And I think having a guy that's going to be a pillar of consistency for you in Wendell Carter, is going to be great. I don't know if he's going to be uh, an all-NBA player. I don't think he's going to be a bench player, though. I think this guy's going to be a consistent starter. People say Al Horford. I think that's a fairly... um That's pretty, a lofty it's, it's a, it's hope. A, it's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. I think David West is a pretty good comparison back in the day. And, yeah. and I even heard Taj Gibson. Um, an upper-end Taj Gibson. I think that he's going to be a consistent starter. I think Wendell Carter is going to be a nice pair uh, besides... um uh, good old Kristaps Porzingis, besides Frank Nikitalina. And this isn't a pick for this year because we don't know when Kristaps Fr- Fr- uh, is going to be back. Uh, a thing come out on uh, gimme sports.com. It says Kristaps admits he has to be smart with his ACL recovery. Yeah. So we don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, I think it's going to be you know around December, but he might even wait until January, February until he's 100%. So this Knicks team might be terrible, and they need a three. They need a guy that's going to be that next star, maybe you know be a, be a great scorer if Kristaps isn't there, and R.J. Barrett might be that. And, picks, and the Knicks have their pick. So I think that yep. the Knicks are, are going to position themselves to win for next year. They're going to have Enos off the books next year. So you're going to have Wendell Carter, you're going to have Kristaps, you're going to have R.J. Barrett, you're going to have Frank Nikitalino. That's going to be four of the starting five for that the is, New uh, York scary Knicks. scary as hell. And the New York Knicks take Wendell Carter at nine.
2: I like that. I just want to jump on it real quick because yep. you mentioned how good uh, defensively uh, Frank is, but didn't know like Frank and KP, when healthy, were on the same level defensively as Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like they were literally like that pairing was number one in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if Frank and KP had both paired up more, mm-hmm. like they were on a pace to beat them. Well, so this... adding someone like Wendell Carter who could cover up defensively for someone like Bagley,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that Knicks team went healthy the following year looks nasty defensively. Well,
0: and the thing with Frank, too, is I know people shit on him because, oh, well, he shot, you know, uh, 72% from the free throw line. He was scored 5.9 points. The metrics on his shot aren't terrible. I mean, he shot 36% from the field. I get it. He's not that much of a driver, but... I mean, he's shot thirty one percent from three. That's going to go more up. I mean, this kid wasn't. He's too also still young, too. Yeah, that's the thing. He's nineteen years old. I mean, he's younger than Aiton is. He's mm-hmm. younger than Doncic. He's going to turn, and I
2: think, uh, or not, maybe not Doncic, mm-hmm. but like three of the top five players. He's younger yeah. than he's,
0: all of them. He's, he's going to turn twenty, July twenty eighth. I mean, mm-hmm. this kid's massively young. He's got one of the largest wingspans for a guard. I think it's like 6'10", 6'11". I think it's still growing, too. Um, and he's 6'5". I mean, he's a massive point guard. He's got athleticism. People shit on him because he didn't come in and put up, you know, 15 or away like Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But also, Donovan Mitchell had a, a year more than him in college. Yeah. He was going up against college players where, again, you know, I'm not tr- trying to shit on European uh, mm-hmm. basketball, but Frank wasn't in the cream of the crop No, o- he was strapped on
2: potential. Yeah, and, and,
0: and so far, the potential has shown enough. Uh, the franchise, as they call him. Not the I guys. Uh, that's or the French, French fries. That's, uh, the, or the French Prince, which they call him, uh, on basketball reference. Uh, but I, 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 I truly think that Frank will be be a guy that's going to be solid. I don't think you go count Sexton because I think they might overlap a little bit too much. Um, I, I think that Trey Young would be the best just because he brings that outside shooting. Yeah. But Wendell Carter is still available. I think he's going to be consistent. I think they're playing more for next year. But Dave, those are my thoughts on the Knicks and we are now into the 10th pick. We're in double digit, uh, at least, uh, territory. Uh, 76ers are now on the board. Or yeah, on, on the clock. On
2: anyways. the clock. And uh, they're, they're, they're smiling pretty happy right now because, <laughs> look, what what they encountered last year in the playoffs against the Celtics was a team of uh, elite-level athletic wings. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they went up against Jalen Brown, JT, and uh, Marcus Morris. And that what they came across was the fact that they didn't have consistent scoring and defense from that wing position. Robert Covington was very hot and cold. Uh, his shooting is just unpredictable at this point in time it's nowhere near consistent as it needs to be so you need another guy who can help fill that void and you get someone who can go off ball someone who can defend the, the other team's best wing players uh, to match up with robert covington you you're thrilled that mikhail bridges fell this far to you and you're like yes we are going right back to the playoffs this is a guy who can play coming into the nba right now contribute at a top end level i think they're, they're they're thrilled right now so
0: mikhail bridges clear pick
1: I was kind of hoping that he would fall one more pick. How would he fall? I know. I I didn't think he he would. But this is one of the harder picks coming up with the Hornets. And the reason why is I look at their contracts and there's three positions that I think they could target here with the players that are available. The first one's the glaring one. What do you do about Kemba? Are they going to trade him draft night? Are they going to trade him this season? Are they going to hang on to him? And maybe he walks. Then there's the small forward of, yes, you have MKG. He's probably going to—I'm assuming he'll opt in at the end of this season to take his 13 mil because I don't know what the market for him is going to be. Yeah. And then you have the center position where Dwight's done at the end of the year, and are you going to want to re-up him at the end of the year or try to bring him back? If Wendell Carter Jr. was available, he would have been the guy I would go with. However, Sean took him with the Knicks. Yep. with This one, it's either Kevin Knox— or Shea Gilgis, I'm gonna go with, and this might piss off Hornet fans. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Shea Gilgis here because I am for sure I am trading Kemba by the trade deadline because to me there has been no news yep. that a new contract is coming. So I'm getting a guy that I can fill in for him when I eventually trade him.
0: Jerry West just exploded. Yeah, Adam Silver just just came up and dropped a bomb, and Jerry West has a smile. You know, ear to ear right now mm-hmm. because you didn't pay you, the both of them. You, 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 you didn't go with you, mm-hmm. you. Throw out two Kentucky kids. Miles Bridges is still on the board. No, Miles Bridges, baby, is a Clipper. Miles mm-hmm. Bridges is the is, is the new savior in L A. Miles <laughs> Bridges is gonna be bigger than Kawhi Leonard. He's gonna be bigger than LeBron James. He's gonna be bigger than Paul George. Maybe not the second one. Uh, <laughs> Miles Bridges is the pick for the Clippers. Thank God, Hallelujah. <laughs> Blake Griffin turns into Miles Bridges. It's a glorious day. For Jerry West and the Clippers. Perfect pick. Perfect pick. This is a guy with top 10 talent. This is a guy that's a leader. This is a guy that improved his shot. He got better. The metrics might not say it, but 85% free throw shooter. Raised that about 13%. He's still a consistent shooter from the outside. This is a guy that's physical. This is a guy that can drive offensively. He is a massive stud. You can get rid of Danilo Gallinari's bum-ass contract. You can get rid of DeAndre Jordan. It's a clean slate for the Clippers. Miles Bridges Mm -hmm. brings it in from Michigan State. A perfect Fit. Fits like a glove. Here's the thing I will Might say. Might even be the though, ex Paul Pierce and you're working with Docker. Here's the Ooh. thing I will say
1: though, and this is one of the things that I was thinking about when we had you guys know how liked I or how I like to get crazy with the yeah, trades for our last do. one. No, you there was an original trade that I did have in one of my other ones where I can see if the magic, if everyone go for them and they're not really happy what they want, yeah. I could see a Kemba Walker for The six with some stuff put in there as well, but I could see the Hornets trading Kemba to the Magic, who need a point guard. Yeah, in order to get the sixth, and somehow I don't know if they'd keep their first rounder.
2: Only if Kemba's going to resign.
1: But that would be something that would be interesting is if they get that point guard then there, Trey Young or Colin Sexton, and then could go with the three, Kevin Knox or Miles Bridges. With their original pick.
0: Now I, I have to go I think because now the Clippers have two picks. You just celebrated um, all I, I, over I celebrate. Bridges. Oh, and I, I, all, I still have I still have a ton of options. And, and you look at the center position, mm-hmm. um, might be thinning out with if DeAndre declines and doesn't come back. You look at the point guard position; they have two you know quality players in, in Milos and in Pat Bev. But mm-hmm. on the older side, both of them are. Um, I just drafted a three in Miles Bridges, but Danilo's there. He's got an expensive contract. At the two, I do have Pat Bev, but I don't have I'm sorry. I have, I have Lou Will, um, and eight years, uh, 24 mil or uh, eight years, uh, nope. no, four, eight three mil. years, 24 mil, eight yeah. eight years, uh, eight mil a year, <laughs> um, but he's more of a six-man, and I think I want to take on a project if, if, I, if Ooh, I'm the Clippers. I'm intrigued. And, and a guy uh, who it is, is he might not develop a shot. We don't know what he is, but he's got a athleticism. He's got a nice frame. Mm. It's a six-four. Uh, guard, I know this one. 64 forward Zaire Smith off the board. Hmm. Um he's a guy that can turn elite defensively and I think pairing that with Miles Bridges who I don't know if he's going to be great defensively and think he could be good to solid yeah. defensively. I think Zaire Smith can hide those flaws and take on the monster wings that we were monster wings Manchester. we're going to have um Throughout this 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 NBA, especially, uh, especially at West, for the where just
2: all the wings are just yeah. you know they're all flocking L. A.
0: Yep. You know Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James. I think Zaire Smith has uh, has a unique potential. Um, he can switch through the one through four. Um, and he's six four. Um, if he could develop a shot, he's going to be more dangerous. I, I I think that you know point guard could be the, a position to attack, but Colin Sexton, uh, Shea Gilgis, and Trey Young are off the board, so that's not there. Um, Mitchell Robinson too high. Robert Williams. I don't know if he's the right fit there. I think he might go a little bit later. Um, so I don't think there's a big that I really like on the board. So Zaire Smith is, is is going because of potential. So well, Zyra Smith is now a clipper.
1: Yeah, and now the Nuggets coming up next, I think the easiest thing for them is if they keep the pick, I'm going with the best three on the board, which would be Kevin Knox without a doubt with how is our draft is going up. Three, four. No, he's
2: six eleven. Let's put it this way. I'm glad. You- I'm sorry. He's six nine with a six eleven wingspan. I'm glad like, you brought that up, though, because a lot of people are saying he's like the prototype four now.
1: Let's put it this way: if I play him at the three, great. All I have is Wilson Chandler right now. If he accepts his player option, if hmm. I play him at the four, Kenneth Fareed, who I'm trying to move. Mm-hmm. So with the Nuggets, well, there's a place. You have yeah, Millsap too.
0: Millsap and Jokic play, but there. so it's, there's not a place. You know
1: what? I'm going to get rid of Farid. I'll fit him in there. Farid didn't Fareed play plays. last year, but but that's what his position is when he does okay. play. Sean, I'm going with Kevin Knox. However, the thing I will say is I expect this pick to be traded because they'll dump Farid's contract on trade
0: night. I like that move. If they if they move if they move them, um, I think one position they they might look at though. Um, And this is just to add on, if they do keep the Mm -hmm. pick there, would be some some, some shooting on the outside because they do have Gary Harris. Obviously, they have Jamal Murray. Um, But I think the biggest thing for them is Paul Millsap working on the inside. Jokic loves to drive in and Mm -hmm. obviously dish out. I think having more shooting on the outside is definitely going to be a place they look at. Um, and where that comes from? Maybe they try to slide down and, and get into mm-hmm. that Landry Shamet. Maybe that Kevin Herder or, or possibly Kyrie
1: Thompson or uh, Kyrie Thomas area no, too.
0: I'm, I'm talking about elite shooters, not mm-hmm. bums. Um, wow, uh, you really hate that kid. He yeah. does. Uh, Ellie Okubo would be the other mm-hmm. guy. Because again, if Jamal Murray at point guard. It's an interesting project. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Okobo could be another project at that spot. Great shooter. Has some passing abilities. I, I think Okobo, if they slide back, they would look into that herder, they'd look into that uh you know uh Okobo, that Chimet How
1: range. far back do you think they're or they even sli- Troy Brown as well. How far back do you think they're sliding? Troy though? Brown's not a shooter.
0: He might turn into one though. He feel He's like got that. a good body. Yeah.
1: But how yeah. far back do you think they're sliding though? Are you talking
0: like late first, like warrior Celtics no, 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 range? No, 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 no. Like uh you know, twenty to twenty four
1: I would say Kevin Herter, that would be a little bit too high for me on Herter. If
0: 20 I'm to going. 24, I mean, that's where I'm okay. locked consistently. The I mean.
1: lower end of that is where I would start thinking about a Herter, though. Like, well, I'm, I'm throwing out me, shooters. The, yeah, for me, the higher-ups is you're thinking then about, like, Kata Bates-Diop, Kyrie Thomas, Jacob Evans are in that area.
0: I don't on one of those. Hudson's but as well. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, Wizards, on the board, and it's me. Oh, all right, uh, this one's going to be easy. Uh, I, I talked about, uh, you know, that crazy monster fuck-up of a trade that uh, was a four-team trade. Oh, no, yeah. this is a two-team trade that said yeah. Marcy and Gortat to the Lakers. Um, it's probably not going to happen, so uh, they're going to need a big... Uh, they're going to need a guy that develops. Going to go Mitchell Robinson out of high school. I think, I think it's maybe a little bit too early, but I think that's the biggest place... Uh, that they need. They have Otto Porter. They have good old uh, Kelly Oubre. they Question, have though. Beal. They have Wall. I think they need a, a young center. I think why a why going
2: young center versus someone who's actually you know played some time in college and who has been mocked ahead of him consistently
0: in Robert Williams? Uh, well, I don't love Robert Williams. I fall in love and I hate him at the same time because mm-hmm. he's a guy that plays really good defense. Um, he's he's a defensive stud. Some people are like Ben Wallace, um, but. I don't think Ben Wallace would fit too well in the NBA today, um, and, and I think another thing too is he doesn't hustle like Ben Wallace did. Ben Wallace was a king of hustle. This guy was, you know, a, a firecracker out there. Robert Williams really isn't that. He he seems pissed off half the time. I didn't really love his tape too much at, at Texas A&M, uh, so I, I think he's taken a little bit of a fall. Um, you know, when we when we we, we start to overanalyze people, mm-hmm. so I, I like his body, I like his athleticism. I, I don't know if he's going to hustle that much. Um, and Mitchell is more of a guy. that they don't need to play right away. I think Gortad's still gonna play. Um they obviously have uh, Morris, they still have Jan Mahimi. Uh so I think I think we'll go with Mitchell Robinson out of high school. I mean, take the take the young kid, maybe too, a little bit too early, but the Wizards can make a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: And Dave, you're on the board. Sons. Sons.
2: Uh Igor's loving it because he's going he's going four <laughs> and he's going Eli Okaball. Nice. He's getting that point guard to pair up. He needs someone, ball handler who down afraid to shoot, comes in with decent passing skills, can definitely be grown. Good size body, good size frame. He's progressed every single year. There, there's a lot to like about him. Um, I think the thing you have to wonder is like, they're still stuck in that position where you're stuck under Brandon Knight's contract. What do you do with um, Alfred Payton now that he's cut the hair? Does he have talent now? Like, <laughs> is he reversing that? Like, mm-hmm. that's that could be a thing. So, I think you still take the shot though because you know in your heart that like neither one of those guys are going to be the answer with Dev Book. And you go out and get Okobo, who, at worst, is a really good six-man for mm-hmm. you. And it's a development project even at that. But, like, I think he legit has, like, starting point guard written all over him. Well, I think him and Dev Book could be a, a crazy good backcourt. And
0: the stuff that's coming out about this kid is, is insane. I mean, last year he was the LNB Pro-A Best Young Player Award runner-up. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was won by Frank. Frank won it two years in a row. But let's look at the, the, the hit list that is the people that have won that award, the uh, LNB Pro A Best Young Player of the Year award, because it's awarded to players who are uh, the best player in that league under 22. Okobo is most likely going to win it this year. Yeah. Um, Tony Parker, 2000 to 2001. Boris Diaw, the next year. Uh, Jan Mahimi, 2005 to 2006. Nick Batum twice, 2006, 2007, 2007, 2008. Uh, Evan Fournier twice, 2010, yeah. 2011, 2011, 2012. 2012, Clint Capella, 2013, 2014, and then Frank, uh, 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017. Actually, he didn't win it this year. Uh, Adam Makoka uh, won oh. it. It's um, 19 year old player. Uh, but I'm am actually surprised that uh, uh, good old uh, good old Eli didn't win it uh, because he uh, this kid uh, Adam Makoa only averaged 13.2 points and 1.8 rebounds. Where you look at uh, Eli uh, on uh, on May 23rd during Game One of the the series against uh, first seed Monaco. Up 44 points in a 99 to 97 loss. Uh, so this kid can ball, this kid yeah, can hoop, so, he can uh, flat out play. Eli's a, Eli a guy that I'm, I'm super interested in, and, and putting him on the Suns, like
2: I would almost feel like I'm now a Suns fan a little bit. <laughs> well, as, as, as the Bucks, like my secondary fanship,
0: guys, as the Bucks now <laughs> at 17, I'm bummed because I thought that would be a great fit right there. Um, I, I think they need more shooting, uh, but now they're losing a guy in Jabari Parker. Um, who's more of a slasher, and maybe they will look to that slasher range. I know they have Giannis. Giannis loves the slashing. Mm-hmm. He isn't really that much of a shooter. Um, but also looking at the shooters available, looking at the shooters on the board, kind of non existent, at least at this range. I know Herder's there, um, Shemette's there, but I think that's a little bit too much of a reach. Um, Keita Bates-Diop could be an interesting one, kind of stretch the floor a little bit if they want to. So the two guys that I'm looking at are Keita Bates-Diop, and the other one, and the guy that I'm probably the most likely going to go with, is Lonnie Walker out of Miami. Um, he's a guy that I think he could be very interesting if he develop as a shot. Very good uh, attacker. Um, he's a he's a scorer and he has defensive potential with his wingspan. Um, we know the Bucks team wingspan. He's got a ten wingspan, a ten ten a six ten wingspan. Is um, a six four guard. It screams a Bucks pick. Lonnie Walker from Miami is now a Milwaukee Buck.
1: Yeah, and that's why for me, even like with the Bucks, I know you mentioned like oh you were thinking Okobo, another pick that I think is even more of a Bucks pick is a pick that you made at thirteen for the Clippers, Zaire Smith, because mm-hmm. he's a guy that can play out there either on the wing or at the two, and he's got that wingspan that the Bucks like. But Spurs coming up next, I think it's easy for them. They've got either two picks. If the Kawhi news didn't come out, I think that they're going up to that and they're going to go, you know what? We usually hit on international players and Zana Musa would be the guy. However, I'm now sitting there going, I don't know what's going to happen with the Kawhi thing. Like Yeah, I'm not expecting to trade him as a Spurs fan over the offseason. This is what I'm thinking if I'm the GM of the Spurs. But we know we're going to lose him at the end of the year no matter what. So for me, I am going to decide either between Musa or between a guy like Kyrie Thomas, who can also play defense. I'm going to go with Thomas because I need a guy that can play defense because I'm going to lose that once Kawhi is out the door because he's going to the door. It's just when will he be out that door?
0: I do want to say, I mean, they have uh, an unreal defender in DeShanta Murray. so but I mean, at
1: a different position. You need more than Kyrie's just one guy. Guard. I, don't I don't think, think he's going to be a forward. I mean, he could maybe be a guy that plays the two but then guards the three or the two. I'm going to go with Kyrie Thomas for the Spurs. And go against what I mocked with them with, with Dante DiVincenzo.
0: All right. I mean, DiVincenzo would be an interesting fit there. I just put yeah. that
1: there because apparently they really liked him coming out of the Combine after talking to him.
0: You're back on the board, Hawks, at 20.
1: Um, this one's going to be interesting. I'm going to go Troy Brown. And it's just easy where it's like Troy Brown to me is the best available for what they need. It's either him or I was kind of thinking Aaron Holiday. I'm going to go with Troy Brown over Aaron Holiday and just keep those picks. I'll be back at 30 with the Hawks.
0: This one's interesting now at 21 with the—or 20. Uh, yeah, No, it, uh, yeah, this is 20, 20. 20 because yeah, our, yeah. our mm-hmm. things moved down. Yeah. So at 19, the Hawks take Troy Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, at 20, uh, Timberwolves can go either guard or forward at the 4 I think they need more shooting though, so I'm looking at guys that can shoot. So I'm looking, or maybe even the three as well. Um, I'm looking at Melvin Fraser. if Wiggins isn't there. I'm looking at <laughs> bates Diop, and I am looking at Kevin Herder. Um, the decision's going to be tough, I think, for the Timberwolves. Um, you know, with Herder's news that he got injured, I know he'll be back um, at least by the time uh, you know the season's ready to start. Um, Aaron Holiday is also an interesting guy for them as well. Yeah. Um, it's a tough pick. I had DeAnthony Melton go right before him. I think DeAnthony Melton could be an interesting fit. I'm going to end up going with Kata Bates-Diop because I think he, he he's going to fit nicely for the future alongside Cat because um, I know Cat will, will, will for sure be there. I think Bates will play decent defense. Um he could shoot the ball from the outside um and and I think, you know, if Jimmy Butler's still there, I think I think he could work with it. So I think I think Kata Bates-Diop is, is the pick for the the Timberwolves at 20. I always forget they have Justin Patton too, mm-hmm. but Patton's more of a five. Yeah. I don't really like him that much, and
2: he he legitimately was just a G Leaguer. He
0: couldn't he couldn't <laughs> he can't rebound. Like he couldn't rebound coming out of college. So why why can't he rebound now in the NBA? Like that was that was a guy that I wasn't. I don't think I was too high. I hope I wasn't too high on last year. Uh, but yeah, I'll go I'll go Kade Batesy up out out of Ohio State at twenty for the the Timberwolves. Dave, you're up with the Jazz.
2: So the Jazz are also, again, key theme here, shooter. You're late in this draft, or you're in the end of, yeah, you're, I'm calling it late. You're, you're well, now in the 21
0: through 30 you're, section. You're also a playoff team.
2: You're a playoff team. You're doing good, but you need a shooter. And I'm down to the thought of two. It's, it's Kevin Herter or Grayson Allen. and. Oof. I love Grayson Allen as a pro prospect. Is this a little high though for Grayson? Yeah. What do you
0: What do you like about Grayson, especially in the first round?
2: Uh, he is an established player who is a four year college player. So you're getting someone who is not immature. You're getting someone who is uh, pro ready and can contribute at the pro level. Where at this point in the draft, usually people are going after guys who have like, oh, there's something I like about this guy. We can mm-hmm. grow him into something. Like Grayson Allen is a ball handler. He's a shooter. He's someone who. Defensively, he can stick on people or trip them. I knew I'm just
0: gonna get well, that out right, of the way. Pause.
2: Yeah,
1: he'll, he'll trip
0: him. Ricky said, or Dave. Ricky said, mm-hmm. maturity is Grayson Allen mature.
1: Um, I think that at times I he think was. you have like
0: some at, thoughts about this.
1: At times, like the thing that's the en- he's an enigma to me because yeah. it's like when he's at his best, it's like. This is a guy I want leading my second—not leading, like, ball handler-wise. I think Mm -hmm. he's more of a off-the-ball two-guard than a ball handler, but he has that ability at times. But then there's times where he just makes that boneheaded, like, he lets the emotions get to him. And then he does something like a stupid trip. So to me, it would be, do I have the coaches in place— to where he doesn't do that, because let's be honest, he had one of the best coaches in college basketball and still had moments like that in college. Like, that would be the mm-hmm. yin and yang with me with Grayson Allen.
2: But at the same time, like, with that best coach in college gushing mm-hmm. about how he's going to be a, a fantastic pro, mm-hmm. about how him staying four years helped him. Yes, you know he could have gone higher, mm-hmm. but he wasn't as complete of a person yeah. at that time. Like he was very narrow-minded, and now he has grown. He the has interviews
1: learned. are the most important part. The for interviews,
2: him. and he actually did an AMA on Reddit mm-hmm. um, last week, and it was a really good read because he mm-hmm. talks about like how like he learned or uh, through meditation, like he started you know, like realizing what he's doing to himself, what you know, everything going on around him, kind of a thing. And like reading that, I kind of fell in love with it a little bit. I like him as a player. I know I'm going to get some shit from uh, Jasmine's. I'm gonna going i to lock it in. I'm going to say Grayson Allen.
1: Well, I'm telling you, because I'm the Celtics down the line, Danny Ainge is doing this right
0: now. Like, I don't think he cares Oh,
1: so I'll find. He's like, I'll find someone else, but he's like, crap. That was going to be my diamond in the rough at 27. No, I don't know about I, that. It was Grayson like Allen.
0: I think Danny Ainge has like 45 names that he thinks is a yeah, diamond in the rough. I was going to say. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Danny Ainge just gives a shit. Um, one thing I do. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. remember Yogi Ferrell? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to bring him up. All right, <laughs> Ricky, you're on. The Indiana board. Hoosier For reasons or just in general? Just, you like the no, name? Think about Yogi Ferrell.
1: All right. Uh, do you think Grayson Allen's gonna be like Yogi Ferrell? Is nope. that why you're bringing him up? Nope. not even a little. Okay. Well, the Bulls on the clock next, and I'm I've got two guys in my head. Either Chandler Hutchison, who we've promised we will take here, but yet again, what I'm do not you think about pass. Chandler? Um, he's offense. He's offense, and he'll get us rebounds. But there's another guy that I think I like a little bit more at the same position, who's just been climbing up draft boards as of late, and that's Melvin Frazier. And the reason why I like Melvin Frazier is because he actually plays defense. So for me, the thing I think I'm going yin and yang here is, do I want to go with the guy who is going to be more defensive or the guy that's going to be more offensive for me? And I think I'm going to go against what the Bulls are doing, and I'm going to take Melvin Frazier here because – the way I think about it is I've got Mo Bamba down low, so I went defense early at the five, but he's developing his offensive game. I've got Chris Dunn. I've got Zach Levine. I traded for them. Well, Zach Levine, we got the RFA. We'll have to get him mm-hmm. back. But I traded for them to be our offense. I have Markkanen, who is our offense. I want to go defense to stop teams from scoring and then develop Frazier's offensive game rather than developing Hutchinson's defensive game.
0: You can't call Ricky a homer because Jalen Brunson is on the board and he didn't go with him. No. Because that would—I'm shocked I that Ricky didn't go with him. I think this is a little too player. high
1: for Jalen Brunson, and there's more need at the three— than what we would get with Bronson. But if I could, I'd trade back in and get him
0: I knew with a wouldn't. third pick. I'm just shocked you I'm shocked you wouldn't take him. Now we are pretty much hitting the uh, the Dave Rock block because we mm-hmm. have the Pacers now at twenty three. Then we have the Lakers at twenty five then we have the 76 sixers <laughs> at twenty six. Then we have the Warriors, the Warriors. at uh, twenty eight. Would that be or, Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Dave, start us off with the Pacers at uh, twenty three.
2: Oh, man, this is this is shitty because as the the Pacers were looking for wing help, and mm-hmm. like you look at the board and Kate Bates, gone, Troy Brown, not not quite a wing, but uh, an elite athlete, six seven, he
0: could like, possibly be a wing, yeah,
2: a guy, and then Melvin Frazier, So I'm just gonna go with Channel Hutchinson. Okay, I'm gonna lock it in. Huh. What do Honestly. you think they
0: need? Like watching them, do you think they need? Do you think they need that offense from that wing position? Do you think they need defense, or do you think they need a wing?
2: I think they need another wing because uh, Boyan is a, a sharpshooter from the outside. Uh, defensively, he's actually better than I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he probably doesn't get a ton of credit More for no it. No one but thinks
0: a European unathletic, like unathletic, yeah, that go go unathletic, unathletic white guy can play defense, especially um, against LeBron James.
2: So yeah, I mean like, I think that at this point it's just wing depth. You need mm-hmm. to get someone in, someone developing because he's not the long term answer. Mm-hmm. You need someone to line up with Vic and be on that same timeline. as him Miles Turner and I think Chen Hutchinson can fit in that mold.
0: The one guy I would I would bring up here that I like for them yeah. is Jacob Evans from Cincinnati. Yeah, I like the three and D there. I think you can you know be a guy that can fill in for Bojan and be a guy that can can last a little bit. I like it. I like Evans Evans there, but I understand where you're going with. Um, with Hutchinson because he has he has a bigger body yeah um so it's going to be interesting I am up now with the Trailblazers biggest thing for them is cap um they also need some wing help they need some 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 defensive help I believe um you know watching them I, I you know I, I think they they have some players there but I don't think they have a, a guy that really stands out to me um and also I think position position depth at the point guard and, and, and shooting guard are the biggest things for for the Trailblazers um so Josh Okogi's on the board Jalen Brunson's on the board. Um, we have Jacob Evans, I think, could still be on the board. Um, Kevin Herter could be on the board as well, if it's looking at him, Landry Schmet. Um The guy that I'm going to end up going with, and he's a guy that I, I really have um, started to come around a little bit on, um, didn't play at USC, but that was because he was getting investigated by the FBI. It's D'Anthony Melton. I think he's going from uh, FBI investigation at USC to now going up north to the Portland Trailblazers. I, I'm coming around on him. I think he could be a really good defensive player, I think he could be a nice distributor. And if they want to move away from Dame and, and CJ McCollum, I think that you know D'Anthony Melton has Melton has a spot on this. I think he can play good defense. I think he can shoot from the outside. I think he can facilitate. I think maybe he turns into a, a, a maybe a better scoring Marcus Smart with worse defense. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think that's gonna be D'Anthony Melton's spot right there. Uh Portland Trailblazers at twenty four.
1: Do you think we see a Dame CJ break up sooner rather than later? But like not like them. I'm saying like The team trades one of them Mm. to relieve cap space and kind of just like blow it all up. I would
0: say after this year, I would say to see how they do in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and how Terry Stotts does. And I think see if
1: they make the playoffs. If teams like the Nuggets and Clippers get better,
0: I I think they they're they're more likely to stay in. Mm -hmm. Um, and teams like you know probably near that lower half. Maybe the Timberwolves fall out.
1: Clippers, Nuggets. If the Grizzlies get the right pieces, and they they were a team that could have been a playoff team if they weren't decimated with
0: injuries. I mean, I know I know Portland had to go on a big run at the, near the end of the season to, mm-hmm. to start moving up, and they had a really good end of the season. I think they have enough regular season talent to, to, to make the to make the West. And, and, and you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. Clippers could be interesting. Uh, Nuggets, for sure. I think Nuggets make the playoffs this year. But, like, San Antonio, if they move Kawhi, you know, I, I know they made it without Kawhi this year, but it's going to take a toll on this team, I think. Um, you know, OKC, if PG-13 leaves, that could be a team. Uh, sorry, Jazz. Jazz might not if 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 injuries happen, and and Minnesota too. Minnesota seems you know crazy, uh, cr- crazy. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it seems very hectic in Minnesota right now. With Jimmy Butler saying he doesn't want to play with Wiggins, Wiggins is saying he doesn't want to play with Cat, and Jimmy Butler and Cat saying he doesn't want to play in Minnesota as well. I think Tom Thibodeau ruining the, the the Timberwolves, so that might be a team that uh has has a has a downfall. But Dave, we're going back to you. Lakers twenty five.
2: Lakers at 25 are in a position because of all of this drama going on right now. You got the Kawhi Leonard, you got the LeBron James, you got the Paul George Chase all going Screw on. Screw it, same we're trading time. the
1: pick. We don't need it. We don't need that cap They're trading we need the pick cat.
2: for Luol Aldane cap relief. Um, <laughs> if that was a thing in this thing, it would be done already. Like I would have shipped him the pick just to get it over with. Uh, but since we're stuck and locked in here, mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone who can play next to Lonzo Ball uh what for me right now it's between two guys it's anthony simmons or jacob evans and i look hmm. at anthony simmons and he's got incredible potential uh to be a legit scoring guard uh he's like and i, I don't want to like rip on this but like he's a, he's got higher upside than what jordan clarkson did like we all thought jordan clarkson was going to be like a stud uh scoring guard for them he never really got that consistent point where he was the guy on that team uh, he had the opportunity from the Kobe transition. It just never happened. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Simmons is someone who is dynamic, who has a ton of potential, has a great body size, and has a uh, really good shot. So I think he's the guy you want to pair. If you are still in the situation and you, you roll with it, he's got young and he's got potential. Go for it.
0: And Dave, we're going right back at We're hitting you with the reverse card in <laughs> Uno. We're going right back at yeah, 26. 76 nice is on the board.
2: Uno reference. Thank you. Yeah. So this, this That's why again, I get paid big bucks. Ooh. <laughs>
0: I didn't know that. I gotta,
2: I gotta wrap my contract then.
0: <laughs> you need an um, uncle.
2: <laughs> so at this point, I am going back and forth uh, because as the the Sixers, we are thrilled that we landed um, with Bridges at mm-hmm. ten. Okay. Yeah. I knew. Well, there's two Bridges. Fair enough. Fair enough. For those who haven't there's watched the whole bridges, thing. There's Wood
0: Bridges, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, Stone Bridges.
2: Uh, yes. So. I'm thrilled we landed ourselves our defensive uh, three and D dream. Like we got that down, but at the same time, like, do I be a glutton and do I do I go for another one?
0: Dip back in the pool. Do
2: I do I dip back? Go for someone like a Jacob Evans? Do I go for somebody who would be you know you know the the thrill of this Final Four season in mm-hmm. Divincenzo, or do I go for the drafting stash who was left on the board? Because I got so many contracts, I got so many players. Well,
0: and you also got so many picks. You got six picks. This I got whole six draft. picks,
2: so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, just pick up uh, Zan and
0: Musa. Is that so, who you wanted, Ricky?
2: No, but okay. I got a question for you. With the
1: I wanted to wait until you made this pick. Yep. I want to go back to your Laker pick. Yep. Why would you take Anthony? And and, like, do you think there's any thought? where... because Aaron Holiday's still
2: there? I don't like Aaron Holiday as much as I like Anthony. No, no, no. Anthony. But what
1: I'm saying is like. Um, do you think this is more of like what the Lakers will do? Yeah. If he's there at 25, do they go like like played in L.A., played at UCLA, he's
2: coming to L.A.? If
0: it's a narrative, I mm-hmm.
2: don't I don't see it fitting what Jimmy Buss has I just surprised. in the past.
0: Here's the thing, though. I mean, Lavar said that mm-hmm. every player on UCLA was a bum, so that's also <laughs> <Yeah>. referencing <laughs> Aaron Holiday. I think Aaron Holiday would hate to go to the Lakers because mm-hmm. he has to deal with fucking LeVar again. That's actually hilarious. Did you imagine that? Good oh call. my god! I finally get out of him, well, and you by the fucking. Speaking Lakers.
1: of Lavar, I was watching a video today. I don't care. Um, do you <laughs> know the latest team that Leangelo worked out for? I don't
0: care. Just Celtics the defending are...
1: champion, uh, Golden State Celtics Warriors. Celtics on the board. Oh, the Celtics are gonna go. Aaron Holiday. Okay. Like we are gonna like Danny Ainge is gonna be like, you know what? I was thinking be- between either like a Jacob Evans or a Zana Musa, and then it's like, you know what? Aaron Holiday has fallen to us. He's same thing that Jerry West was doing earlier. He can't get that card quick enough to say, we're going with Aaron Holiday and getting a guard to be the backup to Gordon Hayward.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think the one guy that you gotta look out for is the Marcus Smart deal. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen with them? I mean, if they get Kawhi, I don't think it really matters what they do with 27. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Marcus Smart's a big player on that team, and, and he's a big role player. Um, especially coming off the bench. If they get rid of Terry, they're going to need to bring back Marcus Smart. Um, And and Aaron Holiday, you know, fill in that guard spot. But I don't know if he's going to bring that same Mm -hmm. oomph, that same same chutzpah that uh, Marcus Smart brings to the team. But Dave, the Warriors are on the clock. Who are you going with?
2: It's the Warriors. They need more shooting. It's Dante DiVincenzo.
0: Oh, I think you were going to go with uh, Kevin Herter. That's what I thought. Why? Why did Vincenzo overheard her? I honestly forgot herder was still on the board. <laughs> do you want to change it? <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. I, uh, are we, are I, I we, are we
1: allowing now. change?
0: Like, picks? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because I'll I
1: was, be honest. I like, I'll be honest. The Hawks. You, if you would have wanted to do the Vincenzo, the Hawks eyes just got huge, and we're like, we're gonna get him at thirty. We're gonna get herder. No, f- I know. At 30? I know the
2: hand surgery is kind of why he's falling this far. Um, but at the same time, like he's still one of the best shooters. Lights out. Uh, if he can play a lick of defense. He's, he's going to be happy in the forest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, people are going to say, Dante of, well, Vincenzo, he is a three. Well, you got to say it, and yeah. you got to change your pick. <laughs> yep. It works uh, out. Yeah, and I, I think the one thing is, I don't think really the Nets are, are eyeing too wide because the, the thing that the Nets, I think, should go after isn't DiVincenzo, it isn't Grayson Allen, it isn't Kevin Herter, it's Josh Kogi out of Georgia Tech. I love this kid. Yeah. I, I think this kid is a guy that can play the wing, might even be able to play the play the two as well. And it's pairing like six that fourth, with... Six-fourth, a seven-foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think this kid is a, is a great mold. I think he can sh- score for you. I think he can play defense. I think he can pass for you. He's a very well-rounded player falling late in this draft. He might not be the, the best athlete. He might not be an insane, uh, at, at least, scorer, but I think he does everything well for you. And I think that's something that the the Nets like. I think that's something that the Nets need, is just be able to do a lot of things for us, help our ball club, I think Josh Akogi will be able to do that. So Josh Akogi is the pick at 29, and Ricky, final pick at 30. The Hawks are on the board for the third time.
1: Well, this is a guy, if I have not said it already, I will. He is my pick for next year to be the Malcolm Brogdon Award winner Mm. for the fast break. The Hawks are going to go with Jalen Brunson to round out the first round. He's a guy that I know that uh, draft sites like the Ringer have put him as a classic point guard, But he's a guy that can float between the one, sometimes the two. And for a team that has a little bit of a question with their point guard and are not expecting to be a playoff team next year for sure, even if they do move Dennis Schroeder, I'm going to take Brunson. I'm going to match him up with the other two guys I picked and Troy Brown, who's going to be on the wing, Marvin Bagley, who's going to be down low. And I'm very confident with my three picks in this first round for the Hawks.
0: We have a ton of time, so we are going to talk about the draft that we just had. But Tim, first, Can
2: I jump on the Jalen Brunson question here? Because oh yeah. he's ahead. an older player being mm-hmm. drafted by a team that, you know, at this point I would target them as just looking at straight up upside. Young players. Mm-hmm. They're all about that upside. Yes, he's he's 21. He'll be turning 22 at the start of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Much younger than Malcolm Brogdon was when he was yes, drafted.
2: To be fair, he, he's uh, two years younger than Malcolm Brogdon. But at the same time, like Schroeder's not that old either. And they're moving on from him already, it would mm-hmm. seem. So but it seems like, like he's moving on from them. just because of him,
0: though. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he's moving on from yeah. them, not them. It's a Kawhi situation of, I want
1: out. It's yeah. not them saying, no, you're gone. Right.
0: I said this with Christian. I didn't say it on, this pod, mm-hmm. on the podcast, but uh, I, I want to say it now. Because okay. this, is, this is to the world. This is to a, a thousand people that are going to watch this podcast. Uh-huh. This is bullshit about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder, you've done nothing in the NBA to say, I want out. Kawhi Leonard, you've done nothing besides, you know, be on a great fucking Spurs team and be drafted and hand-selected by Greg Popovich. In this NBA, you beat the Memphis Grizzlies in your only playoff team without uh, your only playoff series without Tim Duncan's help. Whoop de fucking do! You almost beat the Warriors, but you got injured. That was unfortunate, and I'm sorry about that. Um, and I have sympathy <laughs> yeah, again for these players because the because, right I, because again, I, you know, th- it's something that I, I don't know the whole situation with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But if this is just something where Kawhi's uncle is really controlling the narrative, and, and Dennis Schroeder is upset that he wants to play for a for a, for a winner. Take your time and pay your dues. Like, Dennis Drew, you've done nothing in the league to be like, I want out. I want to play for a contender. Too bad. Wait your time. Get in line. I love, I love how he gets the stereotypical yep. Chicago accent. It's unreal. I'm thing, sick of it. The
1: thing I'm, I'm glad that you went on that rant, though, because I was going to say Even Paul that, George, well, too, last year. I was going to say this after the podcast. Throughout this podcast, I've been looking at our – Kawhi topic that went up today. Yeah. And one of the great comments was, because uh, Sean was wearing his blue shirt going on about Kawhi. I like that guy in the blue shirt. He rubs me the wrong
0: way. Well, you were you were your black black,
1: shirt. and he was wearing maroon. Damn it! We got a comment about Dave too. Don't worry. What, what oh, I, got
0: a I went. I went on too long. Nice.
1: No, we got a comment no, about Dave. No, what to
0: say? What the comment about me say? He, went on that too he rubbed... You rubbed him the wrong. Oh, way. Oh, too fucking yeah. bad, dude. And oh. Dave's was that. Uh, I even who, said that. I think I've come off as a crybaby. Whoever ended. the guy yes.
1: in the maroon shirt that was Dave yep. was absolutely embarrassing himself. Mm. How in hell you see sit there? Yeah, this is English. English is hard. Um, Any try your damn hardest to make a case that the Lakers have more assets than the Celtics. My favorite, on for more. Wait, the, he, that the Lakers have more assets because Dave I said that the uh, assets are. That's apparently uh, what he's saying. Well, we'll mean, Dave.
0: We, um, and and I love the one that said we were so stupid because uh, uh, we we were throwing out insane trade scenarios, um, but he spelled scenarios with no C. Um, so that was cool. Sorry, mm-hmm. we went on a little bit of a rant. I love <laughs> YouTube comments. I, they're, they're you great. love going on rants, a- and I, lo- too. I lo- you love. You the guys, I love when you guys comment. And, I, love the I, I love it. If you guys disagree with us, you can disagree with us. Mm-hmm. We're not right. Um, but again, just spell words right, and, and don't call us stupid if you're going to spell words wrong. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Jalen Brunson, a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go into recapping his draft. Okay. Uh, at number one, Dave with the Suns took DeAndre Ayton, center, out of Arizona. Then at two, I. With the Kings took Luka Doncic out of Real Madrid. Then at three, Ricky with the Hawks took Marvin Bagley the third from Duke. The third. Then at four, Ricky took with the Grizzlies Jaron Jackson Jr. out of Michigan State. At five, the Mavericks, Dave took oh. Michael Porter Jr. At six, I with the Magic took Trey Young Jr., the third, the fourth. Um at seven, Bulls with Ricky. <laughs> Does he took have a third Mo or a his name? No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> um I don't think his dad's name's Trey. Uh, at 7, the Bulls, uh, Ricky took Mo Bamba. At number 8, the Cavs took uh, Colin Sexton. That was Dave making the pick. At 9, I took with the Knicks, Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. Then at 10, Dave, again with the 76ers, took Mikhail Bridges out of Villanova. Then at 11, the Hornets, Ricky took Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Then at 12, the Clippers lucked into Miles Bridges. At 12, then at 13, Clippers back at it. Take Isaiah Smith out of Texas Tech. And those picks
1: were both by you.
0: Yes. um, I I thought I took... took Yeah, I'm just clarifying. Yeah, I I took with Clippers. uh, I was picking with the Clippers. Uh, Nuggets at 14. Ricky took Kevin Knox. Then at 15, I, with the Wizards, took Mitchell Robinson. Then at 16, the Suns, Dave, goes international with some international flair. The Frenchman, Eli Okobo. Then at 17, the Bucks. I took Lonnie Walker, the fourth from Miami. Then at 18, the Spurs took Kyrie Thomas out of Creighton. Then at 19, Ricky with the Hawks took Troy Brown from Oregon. Then at 20, the Timberwolves took Kata Bates-Diop out of Ohio State. That was my pick uh, for the Timberwolves. Then at 21, the Jazz, Dave took Grayson Allen. Then at 22, Bulls with Ricky took Melvin Frazier out of Tulane. Then at 23, (laughs) Pacers, Dave took Chandler Hutchinson for Boise State. Then at 24, me with the Blazers took Anthony Melton out of USC. Then at 25, the Lakers, Dave, took Anthony Simmons out of high school. Then at 26, Dave, again with the 76ers. Oop, I just fucked up the uh, spreadsheet. Uh, the 76ers, <laughs> Dave, took Zanin Musa from in or, oh, from overseas. And at 27, the Celtics, Ricky, took Aaron Holiday. I'm running out of spit in my mouth. Uh, Aaron Holiday uh, from UCLA. Then at 28, the Warriors, going white again. Kevin Herger, uh, wait, what? what? <laughs> it's Shooting, I meant. Uh, <laughs> because I always in my mock drafts I always picked uh, who was that kid from uh, uh, Utah uh, Jared Utah Utah, uh, from (laughs) Iowa because he was a white shooter Um, anyways I'm going to blow past that Uh, 28 Warriors took uh, Kevin Herter from Maryland Uh, then at uh, 29 Nets took Josh Akogi from Georgia Tech and then at 30 Hawks made the final pick, though it was Ricky, uh, took Jalen Brunson uh, out of Villanova. It's been a weird end of the podcast. Um, who, what drafts have you guys liked? What, what team do you really think made it out well, um, had, had a nice draft? We'll go to Dave first. What team do you really think had, a, had a, the perfect draft? The perfect we'll draft? Walk away from the first round and
2: be like, we're, I mean, we're good. I not mean, not to toot my own horn, but I think the Suns walking with DeAndre Aiden and Eli Okobo <laughs> are thrilled with themselves because they get one of the best shooting point cards in this draft, As well as a guy in DeAndre, who is a just monster down low, and who can still stretch it out, run out to the outside. As we talked with Z last time, like I just, I think that that's a team that has a core set for the future that is back on the scary levels. Like I know we gushed last year about the Kings. We talked highly about uh, some of these other groups around the league, but this is now a team where they went from like, yeah, they got Suns, like Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're they're. they're dead book
0: in the crew. Like now they're actually seeming to be a team. What's the next move for them? So they, they got the center, they got the point guard. What's the next move? Swing what do you think you need to get out? That from? free
2: agency cash around and see what you can get. Don't waste it on someone bad because next year there's a chance of a lot of superstars being out there. Mm-hmm. But see what's out there. See what's on the market. If anyone stands out What position? Drop
0: the cash. What, what are you looking for a veteran? Or are you looking for a young guy? What what position are you looking
2: for? You're at? you're looking for someone who fits in the timeline. So you don't need anyone who's like Mid 30s, like that's not so going no, Jamal help you. Not. no Jamal Crawford's, no Jamal Crawford's, no Derrick mm-hmm. Rose's, no Tyson Chandler, um, no Tyson. I mean, they got Tyson. Well, I'm saying, right, just like
0: he's a yeah, old we're man on their four-year contract to
2: Tyson Chandler. Yeah, that's how we go out. Like, no, no, you put the pressure on the Rockets. You drop the cash and be like Clint Capella, pay him, or we'll take him.
0: And if they get Capella, what does that lineup look like? Do you move Aiton to the four? Oh, yeah. And then that puts Bender on the bench. Yeah. Do you think that, okay do you think that? that screws up the spacing, though? Because we talk about Aiton really dominating in that space, because if they're going to be spreading it but out, he has got, Aiton got that shot. Up.
2: Aiton, Aiton played the four in college. Aiton is comfortable in space. He has a good shot. I think he's dominant, and I think that Capella had a fantastic coming-out party uh, two years ago. Last year, he really showed himself growing. Um, but I think you can pair him with another four who is just huge and run two bigs who are just unstoppable at that point. That Booker shooting from the outside. Josh Jackson, the lockdown wing, and mystery at the point guard, You know whether it's Okebo, whether it's Brandon Knight, whether it's uh, Alfred Payton, like, one way or the other, that ball is going to get some movement around I think that team is just dynamic at that point.
0: And real quick, just a shout-out to Tyson Chandler from past two years. I shot, love that, man. True shooting percentage is 68%. Sh- shout-out to Tyson Chandler.
2: He has—have you ever seen Tyson Chandler in shorts? No. His no. legs are incredible. Like—, like Impressive? It's weird because they're not, they're not, like, huge. Oh, he's, like, walking say, on like, twigs.
1: Are they, like, are they like tree
2: trees? Ch- oh, yeah, they're, they're sticks. He's walking on twigs and mm-hmm. yet not had, you know— I had an injury problem mm-hmm. in his later career, so I, I don't know. It's just it's impressive. I've always liked him. I know that's because we're Chicago and mm-hmm. he he spent some time here.
0: But I mean, look at that picture. That, 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 that dude's a giant. Yeah. It's yeah. an yeah. impressive his physical. upper body. No wonder he went one or his, two or his three. upper body is just whew. insane. Ricky, what draft do you like? I like
1: Dave's Cavs pick, and the reason why I like it is you know whether or not LeBron stays or goes, yeah, they <laughs> help themselves out because. If LeBron stays, they get someone who can put the, like Dave said, put the ball in the hoop, that's how you win games, thanks John Madden, but I mean, Boom. that's they, they can't have LeBron be the only scorer, and this team showed that, hey, you can drag us to the NBA Finals, but that's as far as you can drag us, LeBron, we gotta get you help. And if LeBron leaves, you have a guy who, he might not be the same name marquee, as LeBron, but he's a guy that hey, you know <laughs> so what? He can be our next How do you rebuild the
2: franchise, pretty much? And mm-hmm. last time around they went and got Kyrie, they got mm-hmm. Oh God. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. I know that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. But hey, they they redeemed mm-hmm. themselves with Waiters County. Yeah, they like, got Waiters,
0: they got Tristan Thomas. T, t-, t- yeah. Thomas as well.
1: Andrew Wiggins they drafted too. Oh yeah. That was, yeah, that was LeBron era, didn't play with mm-hmm.
0: uh, a kid. Well, so. well that was Bronera. Yeah. So yeah. and yeah. they got Caleb. Um but yeah. I mean the Cavs is interesting. I, I think I, I I like the pick. The only thing, and this is a concern, but I don't think it's too much of a concern for Colin Sexton is if you're putting a rookie into that situation, it's a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. If LeBron stays, absolutely. If LeBron stays, but I think a lot Colin Sexton's a, a guy
1: who can handle. That's what that's, I was going to say. Yeah. If there
0: is a kid who can handle it, I think Colin Sexton might be the might be the best fit. Just because, again, we saw what he did. In you know, in Alabama with the pressure on him, he was the guy, and and, and, he, and, he's and he really a physical
2: stood out. guard. It's exactly mm-hmm. who you would want out there if you can ratchet up that defense. I mean, I, I think he's someone who can translate the skills pretty quickly to the NBA. And just yeah.
1: like LeBron, he's used to going one on five against guys. Mm-hmm. Dang! So they got that comparison too. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I really liked uh, two drafts, and, and okay. unfortunately, none of them were mine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I liked my drafts, but uh, I'm going to agree with you, Dave, on the Suns. Uh, I, I was pissed off you took Okobo um, from me, and you get DeAndre Ayton. I mean, it's even though I might not think he's the best player in the draft, he's yeah. still a fit for the Suns. He's still going to be a good player, mm-hmm. um, I, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Kings, you get Doncic. Uh, I, I like that. Um, but the one thing that I, I really liked uh, from you, Dave, uh, is the 76ers draft. You get Zan and Musa. I, I really think he can be an impressive player down the road. And you get Mikhail Bridges. Um, those two are, are, are perfect fits, fit like a glove. Um, real, real nice. Uh, uh, moves there, because again, we look at the Sixers, they have six picks, and if they're not trading out, if they're not tra- moving any of them, they're going to need a draft staff. and staff. Zana Musa could be that guy. And then also, again, we're talking about Mikael Bridges, that's a perfect fit, and they, they win out if they get Mikael Bridges, because I don't know if Miles is a great fit for them, I think Mikael is, and, and and really, I think the best fit in this draft for the 76ers is Mikael Bridges, and he falls right into your laps at 10, um, absolutely uh, perfect draft for them, and it was an easy pick for you, yeah. um, I, I imagine. Um, what was the worst scenario, you think? Yeah, for for any team, if there like is one
1: worst pick, I mean, worst Mitchell scenario. Out I
0: won't say worst pick him. Him. but but yeah, well, I won't say worst pick, but at least you know worst scenario because, like again, like maybe, maybe, what maybe you mean maybe a team got screwed, like maybe someone mm-hmm. jumped, like like I was the Bucks, I'm I was gonna, looking at Okobo, and Dave picked Okobo before. I'm going to
1: say the Jazz, and the reason why I'm saying the Jazz is you look at the first three, first four picks mm-hmm. that went above them. Lonnie Walker, all right, that's a guy we could have wanted. Mm -hmm. Then Kyrie Thomas, all right, that's a guy we could have wanted. Troy Brown, fuck, that's a guy we could have wanted. Keita Bates-Diop, well, now what do we do? I
2: mean, Troy Brown can't shoot, so that's why I I didn't care about him. I know that, but But it's like all four of
1: those guys would be high on the list, I would say, for the Jazz, to where it's like I was kind of like glad I didn't have that team because it's like great what am I going to do there? Because to me, Keita Bates-Diop was the guy he that was i guy. always I like. Tanked, yeah. That's the one that I think the Jazz, if anything, if they really want him, they're going to trade up for him come Thursday. Potentially,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, I I still like... I liked Grayson there, mm-hmm. but
0: I would have taken Cade if he was on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, the Jazz, again, the, the, a lot of these teams, especially, I think, Jazz. The jazz and the
2: Nuggets are tied together like, with a the, with the kind of free well, trade. No, I'm
0: saying, like, Jazz. Um, I'm looking at the Pacers. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the, the Blazers, 76ers, Celtics Warriors. They have some. They have some room to really, you know, mm-hmm. make a mistake, or at least, you know, go out and get a guy that they really like. Because again, you're a playoff team. None yeah. of these guys are going to be in your starting lineups right away. Your right. starting lineups are mostly filled out um, um, for these teams. Uh, what with the Jazz move up? Because that's that's something that mm-hmm. is, has been thrown out there. Who are they looking for? What's the aim, especially at 14? If they do take on Fareed's contract and they move up to 14, what's the aim? What's the player, especially looking at our mock draft, who's going to be available? I think
1: Kade Bates <laughs> Diop is the guy. And they're trying to it's move 14 above too hard. they're trying to move above the Bucks. So the Bucks, Spurs and Hawks. well, Bucks through T Wolves are the teams they're trying to move up for I think it's Kade Bates the up, but it could yeah, be would, Alani Walker. I would it just leave it as Kevin Knox players. right
2: there. Like, yeah. that's their dream because in my mind, mm-hmm. he he is a three-four, leaning more towards the four Dude. because he sucks at ball handling. If mm-hmm. he falls to
1: that Nugget spot, like
2: that like Farid
1: trade I had last time, give me Farid. I'm taking Kevin well, Knox, Knox there. People, deal.
2: People yeah. are
0: talking about you know Kevin Knox possibly mm-hmm. being like Toby, and I, I, again, yeah. I think and we see Toby now, pretty much becoming a four. Yeah. So I, I like that. I, th- I think it's he needs I, to th- fill out though. He needs to fill out and
2: he needs a little bit of time. But at the same time, like he has, he has the body. He has the potential. He showed us at times when his, when he's engaged, his scoring is there. Um, it's more so like you said, f- build up physically and make sure he's like a hundred percent in. Because I think he didn't find his real home while playing in college. Like he didn't feel comfortable in that offense at any given time. Because we watched them transition from one offensive option to another, to another, to another throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And he never was like that dominant guy for them. So I, I just think that, like, come NBA, if he goes to a team like the Jazz, like, that is a dream fit for me.
0: Yeah. And I, I want to throw out now, since we got about like 10 minutes left mm-hmm. um, before we wrap up this podcast, I want to go to guys that we missed out on. Um, and I want to go to Dave first. Uh, yeah. A player that really interests me in your your 6.0 was uh, Dubrik Um Why don't you talk about why they didn't go in the first round?
2: Uh, well, it didn't go in the first round last time well, either. Yeah,
0: but why didn't they go in the first <laughs> yeah, round? You mo- know what mostly I
2: mean? because it's a female, uh, Croatian, Croatian politician. politician. Okay. Uh,
0: you know. you want to come clean on your 6.0 David? Yeah.
2: Uh, I think you should at this point. So let's
0: see. You've I, given enough there, time. There have been a couple comments and they were, they were right on the comments. So let's see. I, uh, I, I, drafted
2: I drafted Tumalik Newmans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So good, I drafted him twice. Yep. Uh, I drafted, obviously Suica was a Croatian <laughs> so, politician. So good, I drafted him twice. <laughs> Croatian politician. Uh, Greg Hughes, mm-hmm. uh, Utah state? politician. Uh, you know, I, I, I forget what exact, like, level. Mm-hmm. If he was, like, you know, uh, representative at, at the state level, but well, he's a politician from Utah.
1: The thing I and, find. And good old
2: Keith Jennings from TSU T- <laughs> Keith Jennings, who uh, played his college in 1990, 1989 to, like, 92, and then actually got drafted, played in the NBA Heat. He's you know, five foot seven
0: bottle rocket out there. Ricky and I actually put players that were real in our, our draft, but mm-hmm. Dave said I before. I told you. He said before that he was going to th- slip in some players. Told fun you before I the totally season started. forgot you did. I before totally the season started,
2: said I said by the end of this mock, when we do our round two, I'm gonna have guys in there who is, you aren't even gonna
0: know. Is Dixie State even a college? It I'm, is. I that going was, to bring that
1: up. That it's was Dixie the, State University. That was, the and big, the reason why I bring that up is we got a comment. Do they even have
0: a basketball team?
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. They do. They're like the Bison. Um, <laughs> and the commenter I want to throw out is Tronix Gaming said, "Who's Greg Hughes? He's not on Dixie He's State." <laughs> I like how he picked it up. <laughs> Yeah,
0: because I looked it up right after that. Dixie State University basketball. Oh, and he said home of the bison. When he said Dixie State, representative. Yeah, when he said Dixie State and ETSU, I was like, Jesus Christ, Dave. Yeah, I I knew you were were, were (laughs) fucking around with that one. But let's talk about the guys that didn't go. Let's talk about the guys that that are in the second round that maybe we're missing out on. Maybe that should be in there. Jerome Robinson from Boston Mm -hmm. College is is one of them. Um, When we look at uh, a guy like uh, Amari Spellman from uh, Villanova, Dante DiVincenzo from Villanova, uh, Good old Mo Wagner, um, from Michigan. G.A. Allen Brunson went. Anthony Mitchell went, uh, Robinson? Raleigh Elkins. Uh, Mitch, No, Mitchell Robinson went. Did he? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I took him, yeah, in, uh, took him with the Wizards. With the Wizards. Oh,
2: not, not Mitchell. Um, Who's the other? Robert uh, Williams. Robert Williams. Robert Williams. That's wow. The on the
0: uh, he didn't even that's the one.
2: And
1: he's a guy that we've had mocked, that's, like, lottery. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, like, we don't like traditional centers. Like, no. We just I don't like. We just be like honest. Like, I don't, I don't like his
1: hustle. So, the only two teams I could see, like, after the Clippers, after the Wizards. Lakers like, could take them. Well, Lakers. Well, the Lakers, but they could probably be the one. But everyone else, really take otherwise, potential. it's like, I'm not, like, no other team needs a center. Like, the Bulls took Mo Bamba. The uh, Suns took DeAndre Ayton. It's like, we're not I mean, going to double up on Bucks one. The Bucks could have.
2: To be fair, the Bucks could have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but, I mean, I, I like agree. Lonnie Walker. Uh, the Spurs could have. and But, but well, like, like well, who do you think is the, your favorite prospect to throw in the second half?
1: The Warriors could have, too. but yeah, they, got, uh, they, got a, man, my, they got Jordan my Bell. Play, they I have uh, that one
0: Bell kid, there. too. Yeah. Uh, who's the uh, kid JaVale that went? No, the year before. He's a young player. Um, uh, Kevin Looney? No, not Kevin Looney. Uh, there's another guy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look him up. Okay. I can't the think the of guy of that
1: I'm thinking about was, um, although I don't think he'll go in the first round, is Mo Wagner. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because I was the Hawks, if I would have changed—like, if you wouldn't have went Luka at two— and if Luca goes to the Hawks at three, Damian then Jones. I,
0: uh, Vanderbilt. Jones,
1: then I think that changes the Hawks' pick because if the Hawks get Luca instead of one of the bigs, then at thirty, I'm not thinking like a guy like Jalen Brunson. I'm thinking, where's my big and where's my four, and I can get Mo Wagner. To help out at the four and help out down low.
0: All right, and I, I think the one guy that really sticks out to me is, is Landry Shamet. He's a guy that, that's going to fit in the NBA. It just depends mm-hmm. on where he goes. Does he going the first round? Uh, no, because we just drafted he the could. first round. He no, I go. mean
1: like on Thursday when the real GMs are doing this.
0: I think so. Um, I think I think really he starts to pick up once the. Uh, once the Jazz get involved. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think 21 and down, that's where that's his range. I was thinking about taking him at uh, 24 with the Trailblazers. Um, there are even the Warriors, too. It could be a good fit. Uh, and I was even thinking about taking him at 29 with the Nets, um, but I ended up going away from it. Um, any other guys that you, that you like?
2: I think uh, a guy who has been rising late is honestly Goga. Uh, he's an international player. Didn't he, I thought he pulled out. Did he pull out? I think he pulled if out. So then I because
0: I think there was the 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 international thing that they the, like the international cutoff, and I think he pulled out. Oh, sure. um, I'm not entirely sure about that. We're, um, we're going to fact check live. Pretty uh, sure. I'll yeah, just, yeah, yeah it he was withdrew June
2: 11. There we go. Yep. So yeah, no, then
0: then I'm not surprised.
2: Very cool. mm-hmm. Not surprised he did
0: not go. Anybody else, Ricky? No, not right. really. Here's what I want to bring up since we yeah. have a couple minutes. Let's look back at the 1.0. All right, the first mock oh, this draft is bad. This we ever away. did. All right, I like this. So. I love it. I had DeAndre Ayton going number one. Mm-hmm. I had Luka Doncic going number two. Mm-hmm. I had Michael Porter going three. Marvin Bagley going four. Mikhail Bridges going five. Mm-hmm. Mo Baba going six. Miles Bridges going seven. Count Sixon going eight. Jaron Jackson going nine. And the ten, Trey Young going. Kevin Knox eleven. Uh, And then my bad one is Hamadou Diallo at 12. Here is your guys' top 10. I'm terrible. DeAndre Ayton. You have Bruce Brown in your top 10, brother. Probably the only, the
1: only pick, though, that is bad on mine. That and Hamadou. Yeah, Wendell Carter's not dog. even
0: our top top 15. No, because no one was high on Wendell Carter until like, I had him at 16, too. No one, like... Okay, Ooh, Trayvon Duvall's up there. But
2: yep. Wendell Carter didn't really fair. start we growing just, until the tournament. We came back after watching that game, so, yeah. like, I was really high on Hamadou and Trayvon.
0: But yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Michael Porter, Marvin Bagley, Mikhail Bridges, Mo Bamba, Miles Bridges, Colin Sexton, Jaren Jackson, and Trey Young is my top ten. DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, Michael Porter, Miles Bridges, Mo Bamba, Trey Young, Colin Sexton, Mikael Bridges, Bruce Brown is Ricky's top ten. Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, Marvin Bagley, Michael Porter Jr., Mo Bamba, Mikhail Bridges, Colin Sexton, Jaron Jackson, and Bruce Brown is Dave's top 10 um, Daniel Gafford's in there Gary Trent Jr.'s in there Brandon McCoy's in there okay Gafford, uh, Gafford withdrew
1: though so like yeah. if he didn't withdraw he I been think he's round. still a first round
0: yeah, in there yeah that um, one
1: I was way high on because I watched him in the
2: NIT Lonzo the NIT. Trew,
0: yeah. Trier Nicky L., uh, Alexander Walker uh, who else is in there? Shake Milton's in Shake there. Shake Milton. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Trent Jr. in the first round. Shake
2: Milton can go. Justin Jackson. Brian McCoy in the first round.
0: I let, uh, looking at mine, though, Andrew Jones got cancer, unfortunately, so he pulled out. So yeah. he, he could have mm-hmm. been a guy. So I'm not, I'm not taking that, that too far off me, off of mine. Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a good <laughs> is start. Is this Sean trying to
1: toot his own horn? Yes. Is that what this is? Yeah,
0: yeah, a little bit. How many do and Tray, Trayvon Do are the biggest misses What about
1: uh, Brandon McCoy? I mean, he's not anywhere near the first round anymore. Yep,
0: I had him in the first round in my sick round.
1: Yeah, you had him... 19
0: though.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's
0: I had him 1.0. Uh my 6.0, I had him in uh where did I have him at? Uh my 6.0, it- I had him at uh where is it? Uh Brian McCoy was and had him in the so, second round. So like yeah. biggest well, riser in the
2: top 10 has been obviously Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was someone who we all had on the outside and I think you knew, like the problem was he's not flashy. No. He's the opposite of Flesh. He did, you have to like, watch him play. It's like to Sean like said really yesterday pay. when we were
1: out to dinner. Hey, mm-hmm. look, a Michigan State game, and Jaron Jackson's not on the floor.
2: Yeah. And he's <laughs> only out there for half the game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like when he's out there, he's impactful. So yeah. it's a question. Final thoughts on the
0: NBA draft. We're done, boys. We're We're done. The actual uh, draft, though. I can't. Well, yeah, I know, but like NBA draft mocks, we're done. I'll, I'll be covering the, the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Also, we're doing a live stream. Join us uh, when the NBA starts. We'll be live on YouTube, and I will be—well, not we. I'll be here. Yeah, um, it's Sean Filming Solo. my fucking self. Um, it's going to be, it's gonna you be a You know what's time. the
1: one thing we haven't decided that what? I would really like to do? Sometime after the draft, we got a comment where someone's like, do a 2019 way too early? Yes. I think we dive into it right after the draft, we not the like a week top, after. Can we just do but... like a
0: top ten. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want Two don't rounds. Do... A lottery two rounds no, <laughs> lottery lottery it's 10 picks it's four extra picks I, I want a break maybe we'll do that in august <laughs> we'll do you guys want to do that in
1: august i'm taking like a break after the draft Ugh. a little bit and then let do us know if you guys early. want a want way to too
0: early mock i would would love during to summer do it. i want a break <laughs> i want a break uh, dave and
1: i'll do it but we'll do <laughs> we're
0: we'll do, we'll doing a live stream uh Dave the NBA draft mm-hmm. uh, once the NBA draft starts i will be live um, covering the NBA draft, these two nerds will be in VidCon, uh, and then are... right after the NBA draft's over, I will be recording uh, reactions, podcasts, everything. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Most Valuable Pod. Um, it's been a fun uh, season, 2018 NBA mock draft. We did a live lottery, we did a live mock draft, we did seven whole. We, we technically, we did eight, 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 eight. mock yeah, drafts of the live lotto. Lottery. Um, so we did eight mock drafts. Uh, let lot. us know what you've enjoyed, what you hated, um, and, a and let us know rounder. who you like. The The camera's off, but it's okay. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not too bad. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate all your support. This has been one of our best years. Um, so far, and it's it's not even over. This has been our best year so far. Um, we appreciate all your support, we appreciate all your love. We might have the uh, the highest ever uh, uh, viewed mm-hmm. uh, video uh, soon too. It's it's already at 30k, and I think it's our record's 36k. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much uh, for supporting us. We appreciate it. Um, to all of our patrons, uh, I want I want to name them. I'm gonna name them. All right, we're, we're gonna name Pat. We're going to name Matt. Mm-hmm. We're going to name Christian. We're going to name Jake. Even if you haven't been on our podcast, mm-hmm. I still love you. We're going to name Z. Who doesn't love Z? Uh, we're going to name – is Brandon technically still a patron? Brandon is still. Okay. Brandon's still a patron. Um, I'm going to
1: see how many you can name off the top of your head. Oh,
0: i got to get a count because I know there's ten. Uh, Pat, okay. Matt, Z, Jake. Um, Dallas, mm-hmm. um, Brandon, mm-hmm. um, Matt, Pat. You're missing uh,
1: one that was on the fast break.
0: Christian. Did I say Christian? You yeah. yeah wait, wait. Right someone, someone else count me. So Christian, Christian, Matt, Pat, um, Bill, mm-hmm. Z, Jake, Brandon, uh, Dallas. Um, yeah, did
1: you already say Dallas? I did no. Dallas on the, the first one.
0: one. Um,
1: he, here's one that is an onside kick guy, Shane from Canada.
0: Oh yes, Shane from Canada. He's and a Colts then also
1: fan. the last two that I don't expect you to get because they're not at the ten dollar tier. Hmm. We've got Sean, who's at the two dollar tier. No, not me. And Hubertus <laughs> from oh, I believe Huberthus. Germany. I remember him. Who's at the two dollar tier? Yeah. Yes, but, our buddy. All right, him. yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys all, all so much. Um, I, I appreciate it. It's been a fun year. Um, you guys rock, and uh, we're gonna end this. Uh, it's been great uh, for the Fast Break podcast. Uh, I- I'm Sean Anderson. Steve Ulster. I, to Patreon. Good, okay. I said iTunes. I said okay. all this shit. You guys <laughs> know. Um, this has been the Fast Break Podcast. Uh, for Dave Oster, for Rick Humor. I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the NBA draft. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great
1: podcasts.